0: From R.C. Radio in Claremore, Oklahoma, you're listening to It's Kind of Late with Caden Coleman. And now your host, Caden Coleman. Hello,
1: hello, hello, and welcome to another week. We are on week number 2 million. Of It's Kind of Late with Caden Coleman. I'm your host, Caden Coleman, and with me almost always is my bestie, my producer, my co-host, my overall audio extraordinaire, Caleb Broker. Is that your intro call? Your intro sign? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, what a good one. That's me when I walk into a like a this buffet. Is, this is yours. See, I gave him a good old prompt and a good old welcoming intro, and I get crickets. Silence. Bruh. Do you know who else is getting silence?
2: This don't worry darling movie. That awkward silence you just had in the recording. Exactly.
1: No. I have an obsession, Caleb. You ready to hear about this?
2: You have a lot of obsessions though.
1: Always. But I'm not really into drama that much. I really am not.
2: That's a complete lie. I don't follow I don't follow it. I don't follow, it. I don't follow that it. That is a complete lie. No, One thousand percent No caption. is a guy that's like YouTubing, YouTube drama, can explained. No,
1: first I'm explained. I don't need to explained. I see it all from. Oh, it is. so you're
2: keeping up with it? Oh, no, no. Okay.
1: I'm saying when I see things, I see that at face value, and I'm like, okay. Well, here's the thing. I'm genuinely concerned for some people.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: I'll explain. You know, I know a hundred percent. You have been somewhat keeping up with this. Don't worry, worry, darling, darling, story. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, kind of. I don't know.
1: Okay, so let me break it down for you in case you don't know the details. First off, I'm excited for the movie. I will be watching.
2: Oh, I wouldn't be excited. Why? Have you seen the reviews? No. Horrible. Perfect. Well, either way, the critic score in Rotten Tomatoes right now, 38. uh, (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I still will be. I'll still be giving it a try. Let me say that. And. just to clarify for everyone that's confused, it is a movie that is coming out at the end of this month,
1: correct? And it's director Olivia Wilde, who is also an actress. She directed the movie called Booksmart, which I like very much. So, um, she directed this movie with, uh, with Florence Pugh, one of my favorite actresses of the modern times. She has killed it in Little Women, of course, in the MCU as uh, um, the new Black Widow, and she's been killing it overall all the time, and she's just a great actress all around. It stars Florence Pugh as the titular character, okay? And she is in a romance with the character played by Harry Styles, but originally the movie cast Shia LaBeouf, just do it, you know, just do it, Shia LaBeouf, Transformers Shia LaBeouf, in that role, before he was, according to Olivia Wilde, Fired from the project. Hold up. But that, that's going to come into play later. Okay. So, Shiloh Buff was supposed to play Harry Styles' character. Anyways, Harry Styles is in it. Chris Pine's in it. Jimma Chan's in it. A wild cast. Okay. Nick Kroll's in it for some reason. They're all in it. The movie gets a trailer. Everyone's like, wow, this show looks great. Excited. But people are noticing Florence Pugh's not posting a lot about this movie. Hold up. There's not a. She usually is the press junket herself. She shares a lot about her movies, um, including Black Widow, Little Women, all that stuff. But she doesn't sound too amped. And then news breaks. Breaking news. Well, I I wouldn't call it breaking news. Breaking news. Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis, her longtime fiance, are breaking up. Hold up. Jason Sudeikis, (laughs) known for Ted Lasso, we love. And SNL, we love, funny guy, they get separated. Up. And Olivia Wilde ends up dating co-star Harry Styles. Hold up. Allegedly. So. <laughs> what? Bro. What this story actually, I'm. it sounds so petty right now, but there's some mystery behind it. It's more the mystery behind it than the actual drama itself that gets me intrigued. Okay. So, allegedly... Florence Pugh gets mad at Olivia Wilde because of this inappropriate relationship between director and actor as well as she's friends with Jason Sudeikis Florence Pugh is so it's not looking great and then during the press which Florence Pugh is not really part of Olivia Wilde in an interview claims that she fired Shia LaBeouf from the project hold up Okay, are you are you are you listening to me though? I know this <laughs> kind of like I already know all this stuff. So, Shiloh He the audience not me. Buff comes out and he goes, "No, no, no. I left voluntarily." Hold up. The scheduling conflicts. And he releases a video basically where Olivia Wilde is begging him to come back to the project and according to her Miss Flow, she called Florence Pugh Miss Flow would have to deal with it.
0: Let's see if this is true.
1: It was true, and Shiloh had the receipts. <laughs> Though Shiloh Buff cannot be excused because of apparent past behavior. He did have that scoop on that video. Anyways, cut to cut to now. Florence Pews on talking about the movie really. She goes to the uh Venice Film Festival. <laughs> You're just talking about things in there. This is making it ten times more juicy. And she doesn't even look at Olivia Wilde once in the press. Why you
0: no way, boy?
1: Like I said, they don't talk at all. Same with Harry Styles. They're not talking. No one's talking, Ooh. including during the standing ovation with her applauding, and there's no looks. And then here's the crazy part a video gets leaked. Not leaked, of Harry Styles going to sit back down, and sitting next to him is Chris Pine. And allegedly, Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine. Hold up. But hey, uh, which Chris, has been proven proven false. So okay. true. Okay, true. It has proven false. <clears throat> but if you watch the video, something happened. There's no way. Chris Pine right now looks like a freaking evil CEO person. And that? I still love him through that. But something's happening in that set. There's some weird behind the scenes drama that I hope they all get figured out cuz I, I just want to watch the movie in peace. I just want to watch a movie to see a good movie and with good performances and good cinematography. And there's this the new one. meme too. Speaking of movies, where Harry Styles is talking about a movie. He goes, "I like this movie because it is a movie."
0: Another one.
1: Did you hear about that? That quote. Yes. Caleb's not that in- entertained by this. What are your thoughts on all that?
2: I think that your claim to not care about drama is proven false. Right. It's now. not.
1: It's more like the mystery of why these people are not on good terms. Well, and here's, here's the thing: I don't understand how a Hollywood production of that scale can go south during the press junket part.
2: All I can say is they are all human beings and they're living their own lives and I don't care about their lives. But I hope they're all safe, happy, and healthy. It's what I care
1: about.
0: Another one.
1: Okay. I hope that you're safe, happy, and healthy, Caleb. Thank you. Any other th- news that you want to talk about this week that you found intriguing? No. Well, how about this one? Florida woman arrested for hurling uncooked steak at boyfriend a twenty years. Hold up. Police say. Look at this look at this subheadline. The most blatant subheadline. The woman said she threw the steak because she was grown tired of her his behavior and they're arguing. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Explanation. So Rochelle Wright, forty two, is facing a charge of domestic assault, according to a criminal complaint. <laughs> Got into an argument, and she again threw an uncooked steak at the man's face while he was sitting in a at least chair. This was uncooked and not cooked. But it, the funny thing is, this is like on a top news story option on Hot Topics on a certain news source that I don't want to disclaim. It sounds like a, a gossip news source. It's not. And some people might say it's allegedly not even a news source. What? I can't. Ex- I can't say. Thoughts? If you were to throw a cooked food at somebody, who would it well, be? Well, uncooked. Well, yeah. Let's see. you were uncooked. Um, probably. Uh, let's also, when sure. it says uncooked, you mean think it's like raw and mushy. Or you think it's like stone cold, freezered?
2: I don't think you freeze. Do you freeze steaks? Uh-huh. Yeah. I never froze a steak before. I just put it in the fridge. You, no, you. Speaking of
1: that, Caleb does not know how a refrigerator works. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to explain this. Cause We've already talked about this, I think. There's no way. There's no way. Okay, there's these little sausage biscuits.
2: <laughs> They're delicious.
1: I'm thinking about it now because I sent you a memory from freshman year. Recently, and then that comment got me going. Caden's
2: been caught up in the memories recently. No, no, in no. the mims.
1: No, but this man <laughs> puts <laughs> sausage and biscuits not in the freezer, but in the fridge. I, I still do that. Yeah. Tell me that is not food also, poisoning waiting to happen. There actually
2: is a new, um a new inclusion of the story, a new development to the story. And Apparently, I don't know about it. I learned out today you're not supposed to microwave it in the plastic bag. You didn't know that either?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You're supposed to wrap it in paper towel.
2: Yeah. The, okay, here's... Okay, let me Oh, let me just, you're going to die. Let me clarify. <laughs> you're going to die. Sometimes I do paper towels because I think it tastes better. But I, know, I did not know you're not supposed to use a plastic bag. You've heard of microplastics? No. Well, but here, here's something I've also think is very interesting. I've been eating sausage biscuits regularly, daily, for, like, decades now. And I've never had any issues. And well, A, I put it in the fridge. Mentally, I don't know about B, that And B, I one. put it in a plastic bag. So, like, really, is it that bad? No. I think it's more of a long-term thing. I might just build upon things. Well, that would explain everything, then. That's the reason why my life is so stressful is because I...
1: Maybe whenever you have a tragic <laughs> life event, that all that sausage biscuit energy and consumption will hit you. Oh. All the trauma and brain damage. I'm glad you're you're wishing that upon me. I don't. No, I'm saying maybe that was when it'll come out. If it does,
2: I doubt it. And honestly, it's worth it because those few seconds every single day that I saved by wrapping it and not wrapping it in paper towels probably adds up to a couple like minutes of my life that I have saved. Wow. <laughs> Do you want it though? I'm glad you at least
1: can have it because I can't have it anymore. And they are good. They're delicious. Um, speaking of delicious, uh, we have a delicious table of content for you. And it's kind of late. we have different flavors of different I'll be honest, odd news stories. That was one of
2: the worst transitions I've ever heard you do. Well,
1: <laughs> you got to suck it up. We have more odd news stories. We have... Uh, we're gonna give some advice i feel like i feel very enlightened recently and i feel like if i wish goodwill upon others and also knowledge sometimes you just got to say it to you know learn yourself there's knowledge within that hasn't made a way to its your brain yet yeah so after this break we have more on news stories and some advice from me and caleb see you then <laughs> Welcome back to It's Kind of Late with Caden Coleman. We are back here and this is
2: not Family Feud. Yes. We have And nothing related to Family Feud whatsoever. No. At all. At all. all. I just think it's good music
1: to kind of. Well, depending on if it jumps from our bumper to that and then our voices. And it's like, what is this show? Shout out to The Bumper. But if you're joining us for the first time, you're listening to It's Kind of Late with Caden Coleman. I'm your host. With the most. With the gross. And with the gross. With the most gross. Caden Coleman. And w- the producer. Caleb. With Okay. <laughs> I had some rhyme in there. What's the producer? Nah, I'm just
2: the producer with the. With the. Uh, mooster. Not a word. Um, I think I get. Producer. E-
1: um, with the rooster. The producer with the rooster on a biscuit morning, um, Caleb Burke with sausage biscuits, sausage biscuits in the morning that are from if you did not catch that story, listen to the replay on podcast.
2: Straight from the plasticing, plastic packaging, or as I like to call it, plastic ink. Just made it up right now. Speaking
1: of, you know, straight out of something, this guy here came straight out of a giant stuffed teddy bear and got arrested. That's terrifying. You heard this right. A teenager Halloween's in the coming, UK folks. was caught hiding in a giant teddy bear after authorities went to arrest him on charges of stealing a car. My question, did he not drive the car away? You stole a car and then <laughs> hid it in a teddy bear?
2: Yeah. It really does remind me of a horror movie, though. I mean, that's... Well, and basically the the whole premise of, pictures are even more scary. That's basically, like, the whole premise of Chucky is a a guy, you know, a serial killer's body gets transferred to a doll. So this guy's a thief just transferring his physical body into a bear.
1: After stealing a car. Yeah.
2: Also, this was part of the plan. Grand Theft Auto.
1: This has got to be part of a plan, though. I think he really thought he did something with this. Oh, yeah, he did. There probably had to be dogs that sniffed him out. I don't know how they caught him. The funny thing is, too, if you see the picture, which I just showed Caleb... Uh, you can look at it for yourself. Um, it's like lean up against a corner and there's like yeah. cut in the lead that he just simply slid in. Have you seen people that
2: use those bears to prank others?
1: Yes. That's genius. It's so funny. Here's the thing. I'm a little too big and I'm going through it myself, but I'm a little too big, A. And B, it's hot.
0: This hurts my head.
1: It would hurt my head and it's hot. And they searched the home... Um, and so the article said, quote unquote, they found him hiding in a very a very particular place.
2: This reminds me of another story of somebody who was hiding, trying to disguise as something else, but it didn't work out.
1: Listen to this quote. This is from you <laughs> even
2: know what I'm talking about, Caden. Say it again. Someone who's disguised and hiding and didn't work out for them. That's going to be a story for. But that, that's the story that. I well, teased it last to,
1: week. Listen to this quote. <laughs> I didn't remember you teasing it last week. I did. Thanks for remembering our conversation. Well, okay, hold on, hold on. This is the quote from the police. When we went to arrest them, our officers noticed a large bear breathing. They found him because he was breathing so heavily in the address before finding Dobson inside. I mentioned, like, it's kind of like prop hunt. <laughs> 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 he was only sentenced to a week, bro. What is prop hunt? Prop hunt is a game. It's like hide and go seek, but people can play in the game and change as one of the props in the house. So you can play as a chair and hide in the environment. But anyways, I'm asking the department is even getting on the puns too. They said hopefully he has a bearable time inside. Speaking of prison, (laughs)
2: that's like bro jail uh to the
1: department because that is a joke that is unbearable. Let's go. You get that joke? I made a joke too. Thank you, thank you. Bear jokes. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Stop it. Stop it. Well, Caleb, since you are just a genius and want to humiliate me. You're a mixed crowd, man. Since, okay. Yeah. Since you want
2: to humiliate me so much, do you want to, you want to start off the story of? So do you think, do you, no, that's a Halloween story. We got to tell it at Halloween. It's part of the Halloween special. Are you kidding me? Because I teased it last week. Yes. So you're going to tease, how about you tease it a little bit until we I'm going to tease this every single day. Okay. Not really. Halloween's like a uh,
1: more than a month away. So so you're going to get a little piece of the story <laughs> until you hear the full story in a Halloween special.
2: I think it's pretty fun. I mean, it's there's not a whole lot of parts to it to really um, warrant like eight weeks worth of buildup. You're just going to say it now then or what? No. We're okay. going to tell it at Halloween. It's a Halloween story. Happened last year at Halloween. Shout out to all the Halloweenies out there. How about this one? I would
1: disappear and hide away. It has happened to me too worker, disappears after he was accidentally paid more than 300 times his salary. (laughs) He just left? (laughs) He left the earth. I would do the same thing. Disappears. And apparently the worker initially alerted his manager of the massive overpayment for which the
2: manager um, did not fix. This is a little scary that you bring this up. Because earlier today, I was um, walking back from my class and I was like, you know, like how often do like money glitches happen? You know, because I don't. If you guys go way back in the archives, it was kind of late. In one of the episodes, I talk about how somebody got like fifteen million dollars from the U.S. government. I remember that. And I, why are we? Why is this story coming up the same and day? And why isn't it that happening earlier? to me? Yeah, pretty sure you said that too.
1: And why are we just getting student loan payments now? <laughs> I mean, I guess that was. I don't know. But
2: let me tell you about the money he got, okay? I wish I would just give, like, an extra zero on my, my paychecks, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, he received $165,398,851, <laughs> hold on, pesos. But that adds up to $180,000 wow. a month. Whoa. Yeah. Wait. It- he was supposed to be paid only $545,000.
2: Period. So we went from $545 to $180. Sounds like a pretty good um, (laughs) raise. Go off this. (laughs) I wish I could have a, I don't even, I can't do the math right now, but that's a lot of money. $100,000 raise. Wow. Could you, mean, is it fraud the fact that he didn't, I mean, technically he didn't do anything wrong? No, but I'm pretty sure there is some law where like if you notice something, like you're liable for it or something. I don't know. So, he probably is in trouble. Especially maybe since he ran away. They
1: can't find Maybe he's hidden in a teddy bear somewhere. he got to kick some teddy Whoa, bears. In and in with the that office. much
2: money, you can literally just start a whole new life. You can get a new ID and change your name and just leave live. states and get plastic surgery. Buy and all numerous kinds of teddy stuff. bears to yeah. hide into across
1: the country. Play prop hunt. In and re- and real life. Yeah, weed out what you're going to do next. Imagine, like, we go to the train now or to the... A plane or on a car ride, and just a teddy bear, automobiles. Yeah, there's just a teddy bear sitting there, like when a criminals or now teddy bears. Lots. So. That
2: also sounds like a horror movie. Halloween's Speaking coming. Speaking of horror movies,
1: I am so oddly intrigued, but also a little bit worried about. This is a, a weird audio for this. The Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Did you see about this?
2: Yes. I will be going to see opening night. You will? <laughs> no. I Honestly, think I, I will. I might. It's, it seems It's so
1: silly. But as you know, Winnie the Pooh went into public domain, which means anyone can use Winnie the Pooh in their properties. Yeah. Including me.
2: We actually have Winnie the Pooh as a guest today on It's Kind of Light.
0: Welcome, Winnie. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Robin. It's pretty good. That was pretty good. Christopher Robin. <laughs> I want some money. <laughs> no. Yeah.
2: Echo We, have, we, you have, we did actually not. today have an exclusive interview between Echo and Winnie the Pooh. Okay, you're you're in charge of it. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: Am I supposed to answer that?
2: Yes, you are. Well, he Echo, just He just asked what's your middle name.
0: Winnie the. <laughs> Tha is my middle name. Tha is my middle name. Oh, uh, translate. <laughs> translate.
2: You're saying you can't understand Echo?
0: I'm Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I only have okay. Christopher uh, Robin.
2: Okay, he asked what do you think of E.T.?
0: E.T., catch me outside <laughs> How about that? What? Catch me outside. Catch what does me. it have to do with E.T.? E.T. I is
2: very angry at that reply. Me you said him. you didn't actually answer the question.
0: Me and him used to be friends. That like Christopher Robin, <laughs> Robin. Alright, I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hear yeah, uh, your, here. your voice is dying right now. You try it, what the whole point though.
0: Christopher Robb.
1: <laughs> Imagine going to bed and hear,
0: Christopher Robb, it's Winnie. You do your best impression. You make fun of me. I tried.
2: That is awful.
0: I think it sounds just like him.
2: I Honestly, I don't I haven't really seen enough Winnie the Pooh stuff. Are you to,
1: kidding me? That's what he sounds like.
2: Okay, sure. <laughs> I believe you. Christopher Robb. All I know is that he doesn't wear pants, so a little weird.
1: He's a little weird overall. I mean, bro. Bro like a crop top, turtleneck. Yeah, poor Eeyore. Eeyore. I've heard this though. This theory about Winnie the Pooh. Yeah,
2: I've heard. Of, I've heard. Every it character
1: too. is supposed to pick a mental illness. Yeah.
2: Take that no as no wonder Caden likes it so much.
0: Christopher Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: Christopher Robin's a
2: the wasp. He's person. like the insane. He's he's in the insane asylum.
1: Yeah, that would be a good movie. Man, you made that. Well, the new movie that we're talking about is where Piglet and Winnie the Pooh sabotage a friend vacation after Chris Robin ditches them for so many years. So they go on a killing spree.
2: Yep, it's actually a horror movie. There's, there's And the Winnie the and
1: Pooh stuff. looks freaking terrifying.
2: I haven't seen the trailer, though. There's a trailer. You've not seen the
1: trailer? <laughs> the thing is, I realize it's not like a primary or a large... Movie company a, making it's it. It's
2: a B-list movie.
1: It's a B-list movie. It's like looks like direct-to-video kind of thing. But I will be hitting direct-to-theaters when it comes out.
2: <laughs> With my uh, subscription.
1: Okay. Now on HBO Max. Not any longer. Um, beyond that, how about something that I would be straight accomplishing <sighs> and wanting to do is breaking a world record. Okay, oh, Which world record are you going to And gonna break? this one seems like it's possible so there's a new record broken for most people to do a cannonball at one time in a single pool guess the number
2: well uh, first off you said cannibal and I was a little concerned how many cannonballs are in a pool no Cano- cannonballs mm. uh, probably like 50 100
1: okay what are you going to sign uh, cannonballs at one time in one I'm,
2: I'm going to say like a, a 10,000 <laughs> 298 people <laughs> I have that's more
1: it? people in my contacts. That's it? Than that. Well, it's a lot of people then, Kaden. How many friends do you have on Facebook? Well, let's ask. Oh, everyone get at my pool. <laughs> and we're going to get 200, and we're going to be so petty. And I'm, uh, I've i been to
2: your pool. I don't think it'll fit
1: that. We're not even going to overshit We're going to go 299 people. Mm. We're going to get it. Also, come on. Not even 300. You couldn't grab two more people for perfect Maybe number. they had
2: to call call in for something.
1: Colin sick maybe one of them cannonball job. Maybe
2: one of them was uh, stole a car and had to hide in a bear.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm, I'm reading into it. This is freaking ridiculous. So you're saying you brought up a news story and didn't even read it? No, I did read it, but I didn't even think about this. Guinness World Records said there was a total of 345 people who took um, the plunge together, but only 298 followed the proper... Cannonball form. Ew, what the heck? Is there a cannonball coach? Yeah. And also, why don't you just redo it?
2: Well, at that point, it's not a special, you know? If you're just redoing
1: something. And also, I would be so angry (laughs) (laughs) to the 47 people that did it wrong. Get the heck out of my office. They can't
2: even tell their kids it it beat a world record.
1: How do you mess the cannonball up?
2: I don't know. Do they have like what?
1: Muscle problems?
2: I'm just sad that, that swimming pool season is pretty much over now. I know, don't tell me. I messed no, no more swimming.
1: sad part is that I didn't go swimming that often. I didn't with. go at all.
2: Wow. I went swimming one time. You didn't? Very busy summer. Well, that's a lie, actually. It's I, a crew, I did.
1: Summer.
2: This is the first time I've ever, I actually never swim in the United States this summer. But I swam in Mexico. Oh, aren't you so fancy! I swam in Mexico, though. So I swam in a
1: kiddie pool <laughs> in my backyard. Just kidding. Well, how are you going to get two hundred ninety nine people in that pool? Then maybe not my pool. Maybe I'll have to rent one. And I think we could break it. And I'll train them beforehand. Everybody, show me your we could cannonball. Even, we
2: could even just do it in the lake at our shoe. A lake yeah, I wonder to.
1: Is, is it have to be a pool?
2: Don't, don't. This is an Olympic-sized pool,
1: so we're going need oh, a bigger boat. Yeah. That's, um, a pretty big,
2: that's a pretty big pool.
1: Yeah. Speaking of bigger boats, like I just said the joke, you watched Jaws for the first time. <laughs> yes, I did. Random thought for the uh, movie day. Yeah. Thoughts on Jaws. Good. Well, that's all for our show, guys. Have a nice <laughs> night. We'll see you later. It was
2: really good, though. It's kind of cool. I like this. I like this trend that theaters are doing because I actually got to see E. T. in theaters. And not the first time, but well, I got to see it in theaters for the first time and I see it for the first time. But yeah. I got to see E. T. and Jaws in theaters within a month. That's I know so that. cool. That's cool. That's cool. I, I like how movies are, like old movies, are re-releasing in theaters today. Thoughts on E. T. and not as good as Jaws. Jaws was
1: a movie way ahead of its time. Yeah. And the poster for Jaws has its way in cinematic history. It's still
2: one of the most, if not the most iconic, like, posters score of all time. in a movie ever.
0: Dun, 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 dun,
1: dun, 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 dun. And the jokes. We Need a Bigger Boat is, like, one of the most <laughs> iconic things ever. <laughs> I think about that every time, single time I see a toilet or I see a buffet or a plate. Yeah, or, okay, well, that's a lot of things. Yeah. We're going to need a bigger boat, man. <laughs>
2: But overall, good. good. Was, and I got to see it in IMAX too. So that was pretty cool. Love it. Yeah.
1: Speaking of good. Support
2: local theaters, please.
1: Yes. Because one of them just filed for bankruptcy. Rest in peace, Recall. Maybe. Yeah, we'll maybe. come back. Maybe. Um. Speaking of good, I went to com. Okay. An, a, a website known for uh, an advice column. Okay. And oh, I. No.
2: Where's <clears> my want, want, want? I actually don't have one.
1: Thank goodness you don't. You probably gonna play boo. The boy you know. And me and Caleb are to inform you about things you should know. And I've been feeling boy, like
0: way, boy.
1: Okay. Boy, no way,
0: boy.
1: I'm not very smart. Yeah, but so we, we all knew that. Not very smart. But you know what though, I think though But I'm pretty smart, so sometimes talking through things and wishing goodwill and wisdom and energy and positivity. With some advice always helps. And also, it helps me confront these questions. So like, if this happened to me, Yeah. how'd you, how'd I, th- you feel I find about it, it
2: very interesting how, I don't know about you, but me personally, I feel like I can give really good advice, but I never actually do any of my own advice. Well, part of the thing is because you, you hardly ever give yourself advice. You just go.
1: Well, true, but I mean, I mean, like,
2: all the things that I've told people in the past, like, you need to do this, or, like, this would help you a lot. I've n- I don't do it, so, like, why am I telling you? Well, you're different
1: way? people. True, a different circumstance. Every circumstance is different. There's something that completely duplicates ever. Kind of like having kids; they share some of your DNA. Oh yeah, there's definitely no such thing as twins. Yeah, (laughs) not even
0: that. They're the same. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, twins aren't complete or conjoined twins, where they're literally the same person. Pretty sure two different brains. That's pretty sure that's a duplicate. Have you not seen that iconic woman from TLC? they're conjoined. they share one body yeah, but have, have two heads they are legends love I them i want to have, I wanna I have them on the show them. so bad Call them up It's kind of hard to mic them
2: up but yeah i know how to
1: comprehend that sentence
2: <laughs> <I can't> <laughs> well because usually whenever you have someone sit in front of a mic you have one person for one mic another person for the next mic so how you gonna do it or they can share.
1: it's okay they're not gonna
2: come on now after that comment they aren't gonna come on now
1: why but they don't like jokes like
2: that it's not I wasn't a joke I was genuinely being serious as a producer for the radio I have to think about what's the best way what's the best sound I can make we'll figure out when they're on the show okay next week sounds good they're not coming
1: next week okay yeah we have uh <laughs> other guests next week in the meantime you wanna you wanna read it, uh wanna hear the first question sure first question is is it okay to not have a friend group
2: kind of weird music to choose for this, but...
1: The prompt was, it is okay to not have a friend group. I have friends who I love dearly, but I rarely hang out with more than once of them at a time, even pre-pandemic. Am I missing out on something socially?
2: I think it depends on your personality, sir, on the internet. Because... Madam? Adam, is it a madam? Sir, madam, or something else. Okay. Well... Whoever you are um, out there. Now, I think it depends on personality. If you're an introvert, don't need a friend group. If you're an extrovert, probably need a friend group. Okay. Life <laughs> solved. No, I
1: I used to think that people needed a friend group, but now I don't believe it anymore. I don't... I think you can have friends and not have a friend group, and that's totally fine. I think that time and growth and maturity changed the definition of a friend group. You know what I mean?
0: Because yeah. We all hang know. out
1: singularly now and it's like totally fine. I mean, obviously I miss the friend group moments and there's still times we hang out as a group, but it's not like really a friend group. Like yeah. back in the day we were in school, it was like group chats and group message. So
2: go to someone's house and watch shows. 100%,
1: which is what we did. And now it's like, <coughs> can you even go, are you even free this evening?
2: It's like, no. Okay, you don't have to call me out like that, but um, I also feel like on the flip side of that, friend groups can also be really toxic and can really destroy exactly. people. Create
1: culture, yes, it can become a cult. Me yes. and Caleb have witnessed firsthand how a friend group can combust on itself and become a cult, and become a cult. Yeah, we escaped. Just kidding. We that that's good. that's going
2: to be the title. We escaped a cult.
1: Exactly. <laughs> But so, no. So if you're wondering if you're wondering why the title is
2: "We Escaped a Cult," now now you know why. But no respect to cult survivors at all,
1: period. We were in somewhat of a social cult, I would say.
2: It was very odd. and we saw it form. And I, I, I mean, if you see any kind of horror movies or like whatever, usually the friend groups are the ones that are like toxic and you know just end up hurting each other, or
1: just like there's not. There's
2: so many secrets. I watched a movie recently called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies in the movie theaters.
1: Really? Was that good? I want to watch that too. It's
2: actually pretty good. But the thing is, it's a friend group and it implodes on itself. It's a perfect representation. Of cults. Of this topic. Yeah. So the answer is no. You're fine,
1: man. Uh, who, or a lady. Or whoever. Or they. Or, yeah. I, I don't know though. It's kind of odd because then again, even the extroverted me which again I'm getting more introverted as life goes on but I'm Good. still an extreme extrovert welcome to the light side um stop you okay that's my problem with some introverts nothing <laughs> against all, I think they're like, that's are, my problem I think, with introverts not all of I think them just Caleb introverts are smarter yeah. more intelligent yeah, yeah. keep going and have more patience keep it going but there are <laughs> problems introverts have that more are more common introverts Qualities. There's also more Not saying all extroverts. of them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying,
2: judgy, temperamental. I I think. Okay. I think. In all seriousness, I think both sides have pros and cons. Oh,
1: 100 so, percent. I, I don't uh, think one's. What I'm saying, I'm saying is though, joking. extroverts get the bad rap ninety percent <laughs> of the time. Probably. Yeah.
2: I think it's because we talk. I like how I like how we're getting two sides of. The spectrum for these these advice columns. But you, and here's the thing, I'm way more in- extroverted than
1: you are introverted, though, I would say. Because you're not extremely introverted, but I'm extremely extroverted, I think. I don't know. As someone who works <laughs> at a radio station, I think we should qualify that.
2: But the thing is, do I have to talk to people at the radio station? No.
1: Hmm.
2: I talk to people on the air.
1: You talk to me in person? I don't, see, I don't see them. What if we were only talking during the show and nothing else? Could you yeah, imagine? That'd be weird. I get paid to just talk to Caleb. <laughs> I'm getting no idea. Well, I, I,
2: I think it's very interesting because, like, I consider myself a heavy extrovert. or Sorry, introvert. Heavy mm-hmm. introvert. But the two jobs that I have are very extroverted jobs. I work 100%. at a radio station and I work as a DJ. And DJ is a very extroverted job.
1: Oh, 100%. I feel like your job is... To, I mean, and we're also... Our degree is communications. Yeah.
2: Talking. Which, you know... Or presenting. Yeah. Well, the more you now. But I think to answer the question, no, you don't need a friend group. I agree. It can help to have one. It can also
1: hurt to have one. So you don't need one. Don't fear. Honestly, it's for the better in a lot of cases. Next question. This one's really deep and honestly, I kind of want to hear this for myself. No. Oh. How can I get over my fear of failure?
2: You know, I feel like the best way to over feel failure is to accept that you're going to fail. The most basic answer
1: I've ever heard in my whole life. Yes. I mean, that's a good thing, but from someone who has this fear a lot, I get it. Because the main <clears throat> thing is you think the consequences this failure would have if I fail. Does that make sense? But the
2: thing is, yes, but also I think, I think the expectations can really destroy people's experiences well I don't think people are expecting to fail I think they're well no but I'm saying like if your expectations are super high for something and you don't expect to fail and you fail it's going to hurt a lot more than if you went into something and you're like oh I might fail and then you fail and you're like well that was expected but I think most people an assumption from Caden Coleman
1: when they have a fear of failure it's like it's a possibility and if that possibility ever came into fruition the consequences it would have on themselves, others, yeah. and their environment. I think it kind of depends on the situation, too. You know, like, there's some things where you set this big old project up, and you know it's going to succeed, but that small sliver of failure could have devastating consequences. But see, I,
2: I feel like, if, okay, say in that scenario, you have a big thing set up, you are you know, I think you have to have the mindset of it could fail. Like, there's a a decent possibility that it could fail. Because then if it does fail, then you're meeting your expectation. And if it doesn't fail, then you're exceeding your expectation. Yeah, and then and you feel better. In the good
1: trade article, which I actually did read this one, cause I wanted to look it up for myself. There's a really good <laughs> defini- uh, look into the definition of failure versus yeah. the concept of failure. Yeah, because you kind of hint- you kind of hit it a little bit. Like, what is your expectation of what you're doing, right? And is that normal? Is it normal to you? What is the definition of that normal? Yeah and what you expect. You know what I mean? Because everyone does things differently, so what's the normal, you know, there they use normal. they use normal function, and how are you falling short of it, or how do you expect to fall short of it? So I think I agree, is it's more of a concept than a definition. Yeah. Cause it's very subjective. Because you can have
2: something be very successful in one way, and, but then a failure in another. And I mean, because there's times whenever you'll do something, And you think that you failed at it. And I'm like, oh, you did a good job. 100%. Like, people are like, you're, I think, I think a huge problem, I think the biggest people that have problem failures are perfectionists because, like, they expect everything to be perfect. And whenever it's not, like, oh, I failed. But then everyone else around them that's not perfectionist is like, oh, you did fine. I don't like the word perfectionist.
1: Why? Because I don't even think perfectionists expect perfection. That's by
2: definition what they do.
1: But I think that that word we throw it around so often and easily. I think it's just the drive
2: of near perfection. It's not a perfectionist then.
0: Well, you know, what I mean, by I definition,
2: like, a perfectionist is someone who expects
1: perfection from everything you do. But I think I think when we always deal in absolutes, it's never right. Does that make sense? Because I think people are more self-aware than what uh, I could be naive in this but I think people are more self-aware than what people give them credit for. Does that make sense? here's the thing. I think we live in shades of gray, not black and white. So I don't think there's perfectionists and there's lazy people. I
2: think there's still black and white, though. Like, I agree there's shades of gray, but there's still black and there's white. I don't know, girl. Interesting category. I don't... I hardly believe there's black and white. I think there's a small 1% of people. Okay, like, just for instance, like I think that anytime someone murders somebody else, that's bad doesn't matter the scenario. If they intentionally murder somebody, that's bad. That's black and white. It's either bad or you didn't kill someone.
1: Well, you gotta think about this. Think about this. And I mean, it, keyword it is inten- bad. Intentionally kill. It is bad. <clears throat> yes. But the people that killed somebody because of self-protection. Yeah. Or killed somebody because they felt in danger. Yeah. And there's levels to it. And also it's... Kind of a bad thing because you don't want to be like, oh, well, who's more bad than the other person or who's who's a bigger failure than the other person? But I think that there is a spectrum of it, but you're still like the levels between you know, there's like the anti hero. I love anti heroes I think we're all, is an, an anti-hero. I think we're all anti heroes. We're all anti heroes, we're, we're all evil people well, that want to do but good. But if
2: you say that by that logic, there's no anti heroes because there's no heroes, you have to have heroes to have anti heroes. I don't think there is any heroes. What?
1: <laughs> I don't think they're... Now, on Earth, there's no heroes.
2: That's very sad
1: for you to say. I think there's people trying to make things best for people, people who also are selfish. What about armed forces? Are they not heroes? They are heroes. Oh, so there are heroes, then. They're into heroes, <laughs> yeah. It's hard to explain. I don't know. When you bring up the military, it's a whole different thing. That's a whole what different... I mean, like, I mean, like a
2: psyche mind. Firefighters, they're heroes... They risk their lives to go save people. They're heroes. I would not consider them. In that aspect of life, of
1: course, they're heroes. So there are heroes. In that aspect of life, yes. (laughs) Okay. We're all anti heroes. We're getting too
2: complex on this question.
1: Well, after this, more anti hero talk as anti heroes give you advice on how to be an anti hero correctly after this break. See you then. Welcome back to It's Kind of Anti Heroes with Caden, the anti hero Coleman, and apparently Caleb, the hero broker. Yeah, you just call me
2: hero.
1: We are talking about anti-heroes a minute ago about how the fear of failure um, is more shades of gray than black and white. I don't know how we got to that point, but yeah. It's good. It's a good turnaround. How do I, how about this one? How do I stop judging myself for everything? Mm, that's one thing I cannot help you with. <laughs> this is the full context. I, like to, I would like to ask how to stop judging myself. I realize that I've been judging myself for everything I said or everything I did, regardless of being a, on a school team project or even in my personal life. Even though I've read so many articles and listened to so many podcasts, I still cannot help but judge myself the whole time. I wish
2: I could stop hurting myself. In and that, in that scenario is difficult because I think there's a... I was thinking originally... There is not a single person on this earth ever in the history of the world that has not judged himself. It happens to everybody. 100%. So I think that like the the act of judging yourself not a bad thing at all. In fact, I think it can help build character and stuff, like make you a better person. But I think that if you're over judging yourself, that can cause harm.
1: Yeah. But then also don't play into it either because there's some people that it's like, oh, I judge myself all the time. I'm so hard on myself. Do not make that a character trait of yourself. Yeah. Some things you got a picture from, this sounds really crazy when we talk about it, is that people are like, oh, I don't care how other people view me. But you should a little bit. You should a little bit. Because here's why. If people fear that you're in an unhealthy situation and you're so blind to either you being in a harmful, self inflicted environment or relationship, and you're blind, and you don't want to reflect on yourself. It takes other people seeing that and not judging, but evaluating where you're at to come save you. Yeah, I agree. So I think everyone should care a little about what other people think about them, especially their their loved individuals. Yeah, hundred percent.
2: But I think you shouldn't let that that take over your mentality, though. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's why people say that phrase is like they don't want other people's opinions them like control them.
1: I do agree that everyone, I mean, a lot of people are their own worst critic. I don't think everyone is that way. But I also understand the other side of this. There's some people that are so stuck in the mindset of, oh my goodness, um, I'm the worst person ever or praise me or make me feel better. And I think that what this person might be going through, what environment are you in to where you feel like you are making so many mistakes? You know what I mean? Caleb, sure. Give me a look. I think sometimes people are in an environment that creates a toxic personality or self hatred that they judge themselves for, but they won't willingly get out of that because they don't know any better.
2: Uh, I, I, okay. T- tell me your
1: thoughts. <laughs> I don't Go. know
2: because I've I've never experienced that or seen that before, so I don't know.
1: Well, I think I love wake up calls, and I think a wake up call is needed to happen to this person. And I think probably yeah. Also, I would, would say, don't let yourself not judge yourself either. Yeah. Find a perfect medium because you do need self awareness. That's important. Uh, but don't let yourself not think that things can get better or you can't improve because it's never the truth. Yeah, I, agree. I mean, you being self aware is step number one.
2: I like how you were like, "I need this advice."
1: Well, when I say those things, like and then you, you mentioned, explain to You, you kind of talk about it to yourself, and you're like, "Wow, maybe that's right." You know what I mean? You're talking yourself into doing these things. How about this next one? Um, I'm moving to a new city alone. How do I stay social?
2: Oof. I don't know.
1: That <laughs> is a recent fear of mine that's going to happen maybe sometime soon. And
2: I'm so nervous about it. I think the best thing to do, I mean, I've, I'm not, uh, technically so far, I'm the only one that's ever moved to a new place before, really. Mm-hmm. um without like knowing anybody there i think the only thing that you really can i mean i can't say the only thing but the best thing you can do is just like use what you already have so obviously for moving you're probably moving for like a new job or a new school or something like that and i would say you make friends with people there and then once you start making friends with them then it kind of starts they'll, they'll introduce you to their friends and they'll introduce you to their friends I think those questions
1: can be more and more prominent as we go out on the line because, I mean, the pandemic changed literally everything. Yeah. The way you meet people, the way you interact with people, new people, old people, every people, <laughs> not everybody, every people. Yes. So I think it's, you know, looking forward and looking ahead, but then also something that I need to learn is learning to be happy
2: by yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's definitely the most important thing, but I mean, you still need social interaction. But I mean, just like, okay, let's say you're going to a new job you literally just befriend someone that's near you that you feel like you have, you know, good connection with. And then, you know, eventually they'll get close to you and they'll be like, hey, you want to come out? We're going out to the, Find you know, opportunities. Movies. And open doors and take them no matter what it takes. Yeah. And then
1: if it's not for you, shut that door and lock now, it.
2: Now, if you're an introvert, good luck finding new friends in a new city. Not fun. Well, if you're an introvert, you apparently you shouldn't really care.
1: <laughs> what do you mean? If you're an introvert, find things in the city that you like doing. Like if you like,
2: painting. Well, introverts still like friends and having a hundred percent. I'm just
1: saying, like, find avenues and places that, like, it, I love board games. Go to a board game cafe and just hang out and whatever. I did that for myself, yeah. but
2: maybe you know, We go to. But you never moved to somewhere where you didn't know anybody. I yet. know,
1: man. I might need to read this article later <laughs> for myself. Kids moving away, maybe. <laughs> How about this one? Next one's pretty. How do I deal with a condescending friend? I need to hear this. A friend of mine who is also the boyfriend of my best friend has recently started talking in a very condescending tone and way of speaking. When he explains something to me or responds to something I said, I suspect that he has a tendency to do that, but usually controlling himself not to with the stress of his current situation, he's less successful in doing that lately. That's scary. How do I approach this situation? Knowing that we are all under great deal of strain right now and I don't want to upset him and most importantly, my best friend, I really can't talk to her about it, can I? Interesting dilemma. I think you
2: can. I think... Because I think, like, if you're friends with somebody and, like, you know their significant other, they're probably the best person to talk and to. And if
1: them. they're a real one... Yeah. If they're a real one, go for it. But then... The part that scares me a little bit is I I think he has a tendency to
2: do that, but he's usually controlling himself not to. That's when you say bye. That's a little bit scary. See, honestly, I don't have much advice for this because I don't. People that are condescending, I can't stand it, and I usually just distance myself and remove myself from the situation. But this is also
1: is obviously a little bit mansplaining going on too, which is terrible. And as two white men, I mean, to that we know
2: everything. We can explain everything to you.
1: (laughs) <laughs> to that, I think that's a, that's a problem first within itself. I think also condescending people. It's a habit. I do agree, but then also it's a lot of it, it's not respect. There's no True, respect yeah. there, I and mean, that's that's something that I have been battling with for so long. Is that you shouldn't have to fight to keep earning respect over and over and over and over again. If you find yourself being disrespected from somebody over and over and over again, they're never going to gain respect Yeah, at that point,
2: it's the other person's fault, not even yours. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. And they might say, well, I've been through past trauma that prevents me from trusting you or respecting you. But after you give yourself... After you prove yourself. Or prove yourself, or you give your all, and don't do anything that puts you out of term of trust or respect... I don't know man or they think you're stupid I mean I I'm somewhat of an actor myself (laughs) and one of my favorite lines somewhat of a scientist myself yeah one of my favorite you know kind of quotes and kind of lines to say are do you think I'm stupid answer is yes (laughs) but you sit there and think don't ever let people think you're stupid or dumb unless you are <laughs> unless you want to be too i just think it's a respect issue
2: i think so too and i i mean my best advice for that person i mean obviously they're not listening but just remove yourself i mean like at that point if you've tried and tried and hasn't worked there's just no point in i would
1: also confront him that you think it's a tendency i don't bring up I'm i would do that i would Because I'd bring up how it's not a singular thing, but it seems like it's been a habit recently. But then again, condescending could also be a bossy kind of thing. And as someone who's very bossy, myself, he could just be under stress because he needs things done a certain way or to people to know a certain thing. But you still shouldn't treat people like that, though. Oh, there's no excuse for it. I'm just giving you a possible explanation as to why they think they have to be that way. Yeah. But there's no excuse for it whatsoever. Because um, again, there's even the mature way. Like Condescending behavior is not mature. Yeah. There's teaching and approaching a certain way, but condescending is never appropriate.
2: Well, because I think you mentioned, you said it earlier, it's just respect.
1: And here's the thing, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find <laughs> out what it means to me, you know.
2: Aretha Franklin, okay.
1: Yeah, I don't I think it's a good thing to bring up because literally I've seen more and more nowadays, even within my own life, that you need to find an angle of respect for somebody. And my biggest grievance is when people say, Oh, I've known them for forever and I can't get out of it. Or they value time over worthy time, quality, they value qual- uh, quantity of. If memories, of memories than quality memories. They're so selective. I meant
2: to say quantity of them.
1: Yes. You said they value quality of memories over quality of memories. Oh, but you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> um, they value quantity over. Yeah. Exactly. But it's all about I, respect. I, this is something that me and Hayden have, have disagreed with in the past before. I think that the, the length of like a relationship or a friendship or whatever still has some impact though. I don't know. I I shouldn't. I I don't. I won't say it's like it should be the deciding factor, but it could be a qualifying factor.
1: Well, I think it hurts more because you think of all the times you had together. But I think well, that, yeah.
2: But I think there's a reason. I think there's a reason why you have if you've been you know in a friendship with someone for so long. There's a reason why.
1: But there's no excuse to keep bad energy and bad people in your life. Just because no. they've been there for a while.
2: No, I'm, I'm not saying... that sh- Again, that's why I'm saying it shouldn't be the like the qualifying factor, but it could yeah. be have a, you know...
1: And you can still have a respect for somebody that you let go, too. You know what I mean? Just let bygones be bygones. Yeah, I agree. And I think this world... <laughs> needs more of that.
2: I keep yawning, and then it makes Caden yawn, which makes me yawn. I, I know,
1: we're... <sighs> Just well, tired,
2: tired college students. That happens. I'm also kind of sad. This is getting me pretty good. <laughs> it's gonna be
1: pretty good. Well,
2: it won't last very much longer.
1: And it won't. Do you know what though? I hope you have respect for us, <laughs> and do you know we respect you and appreciate you for tuning in to. It's kind of late. We do the do. whole episode. You listen to the whole thing. You to the finale. If you listen to this right now, you're a real one. And you respected. You're not condescending. You know,
2: I'll, I'll get a little sound effect for you. You get a uh, golden sticker. That's your goal Sticker Buzzer. Get an oof for, for being here.
1: go. do you want to say goodbye?
2: Is he here no, anymore? No, he's just, he's too mad to even say anything. Winnie the Pooh fitted him so much.
0: Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, Christopher.
2: This is a wild episode.
1: I know, all over the place. But you know what, though? Hopefully you learned something, because I know I did from, you know, talking to Caleb and breaking down some advice. I always feel like these things fly by because I feel like I've learned so much. And I've gained so much perspective. I just really hope,
2: people that aren't just, like... These people are stupid. Yeah.
1: And they, we're just talking the, thing. To the void. If you don't, you know, think of anything from us, think about the questions yourself. You think about? How would you answer them? Yeah. How would you answer them? How would you change your life today? How would you make yourself better today? Go home and ask that question to yourself. Yeah. Other than that, what a great episode. We hope to see you next week. As always, and it's kind of late, Fridays at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on KRSC 91.3 FM or rsradio.com. Other than that, we'll see you next week, guys. As a podcast. Or go see the podcast. As a podcast anytime. But you'll hear about that in the bumper from Caleb.
2: Bye, guys. That wraps up this episode of It's Kinda Late. You can listen to this episode as well as every other one made in a podcast form on your favorite platform or
0: rsuradio.com slash podcast. See you next week, Friday at 7 p.m.